Welcome to Aiming for the Moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I'm Maddie Henry. And on this podcast, we're interviewing interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. And today we'll be interviewing Zaid Sabi, who's a computer scientist and an ethical hacker and the CEO of Z Security. He has the most recommended ethical hacking course for aspiring cybersecurity experts. So here's the interview. All right, uh, Mr. Zaid, it's great to have you on the show. So you are really well known for your hacking, your Udemy hacking courses. You almost have half a million Udemy students, which is amazing. And your main course, which, well, you have many courses, but your one ethical hacking from scratch is rated the top ethical hacking course online. So it's great to have you on. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me and thanks for your time. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. So you are our first international guest and you are currently based in Ireland, I mm-hmm. believe. Yep. Um, so you are an ethical hacker and the CEO of Z Security, which is a hacking, well, a hacking and um, security company. A cybersecurity company. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm curious. So in America, we have hacking movies and they always say, I'm in during when they start the hack, when they get into the computer. Do you ever say that? Did, did that start from the Matrix or uh, what is it? Because that's what they say in the Matrix when they get in the Matrix. Uh, no, don't really say it. Usually would uh, either do a dance or a weird noise. Like people that work with me know about me. I sometimes just make weird noises. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't say I'm in. Oh, that's, it's still awesome though. <laughs> so I'm curious, what is the difference um, between an ethical hacker and a creepy guy in his mom's basement who hacks into your webcam? I mean, in terms of skills, there isn't a difference. So that's why, like, what what I teach is hacking. Um, we say ethical hacking as in to, to explain that, you know, we're teaching it so people can use it to secure their own systems, um, you know, raise awareness, secure companies or work as a pen tester or as an ethical hacker. So, you know, you get hired by other companies to test their systems and make sure that the creepy guy in the basement doesn't hack into that system. Um, in terms of skills, it's the same. And that also raises a lot of people saying, oh, then that you shouldn't be teaching this, you shouldn't do it. But it really doesn't make sense. It's similar to you learning martial arts. If you go to a place, they'll teach you skills to defend yourself, but you can use the same skills to actually hurt someone if you're a bad person. So um, it's, it's uh, ethical hacking is basically hacking, but it's, it's legal. So you, on, you don't do it against systems that you don't own. You don't do it against systems that you don't have uh, permission to test. Um, and yet it's, it's an existing, it's, it's a big industry because if you, if you don't have ethical hackers, then the actual hackers, the, um, the creepy guys or whoever you want to call them, um, they will have the upper hand because um, they can do whatever they want. You can't really get your systems tested. You can't get them secured because you're, you're you know, there's no people that are doing that. So uh, it's, it's the other side of the coins. You can think of it as the policeman or something similar to that. So you guys are basically the ninjas of the cyber world. You can be, you're all the good guys and you're fighting the bad ninjas. Kind of, yeah, in a way. (laughs) So I'm curious, for people who want to be aspiring hackers and you teach a lot of these people, what do you think are the main characteristics that make a good hacker? Um, To be honest with you, I don't think there is like, 
a lot in movies and like the stereotype and all that you have to be like a genius or you know a super super intelligent guy to be a hacker and all that you really don't need to be like that it's 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 a it's it's something that you can learn it's a skill that you can build up with experience and with learning the the methodology of it um you can be a good hacker you don't have to have like you know crazy uh, crazy obviously if you're a genius you'll be a genius at everything not just at hacking anything you pick up you'll be really good at it because you're a genius so you being super smart doesn't like being a hacker doesn't require you to be super smart if you put in the time you go in you learn it it's just like any other skill you do you you practice it you become really good at it i've actually seen a post um, and I see it often, um, you know, on different social media places where, you know, to be a hacker, you have to be X, Y, and Z. Uh, oh, it's a talent. It's not, it's not a talent. It's not singing. It's not drawing. Um, it's, it's a skill. It's something that you learn. So basically, you don't have to be brilliant. You just have to put in the time to learn the skills. Yeah. Obviously, if you're brilliant, you'll be really good at it. But you'll be really good at a lot of things, not just hacking. So basically, um, I, I researched your background and you have a computer science degree. So mm -hmm. that's really cool. And I'm curious, like this goes right um, into this next question. You said you don't have to be brilliant, but is there a specific degree that you have to have or something? Where that? Um, so yeah, a degree will definitely make getting a job much easier. Um, the way like the, the the way you said like companies work and you know you, you get picked up by a hr person you don't get picked up by someone who does the same thing so the hr person that reads your cv would want to see some kind of a certification or a degree that says okay zaid knows x y and z um so yeah a degree will definitely really help computer science is very broad so actually opens the door to a lot of different uh, topics or a lot of different fields not just ethical hacking um, there are in some countries and even now in Ireland there are cybersecurity degrees so you know you just study cybersecurity so again if you're sure about what you want to do you can do that um, with that being said it's not the only way but it's the easiest way in my opinion to get to get into um, into the industry I know people that actually are working in the field and I said I think in one of my videos um, and um, yeah, the last time I checked up with him, which was, which is about two years ago, he was on 300k per month per year, which is pretty good. And he has no degrees. He started doing working for free for companies as an internship. They seen that he had the skills. They built up, built up, built up, and you know he's he's at a really good position at the moment. Yes, it's definitely much more difficult. You need someone to give you the chance to prove yourself in that case, but it's possible. There's other ways where you could apply for certifications. So there's lots of cybersecurity and ethical hacking certifications these days. Um, having a few on your CV with experience can also get you through the door because companies are starting to be more open um, to the idea of people acquiring skills outside of schools and outside of colleges, because it's very possible. Um, a lot of colleges are still really teaching like very theoretical stuff and you can a lot of the time get better um, information outside of college by self-learning or on online courses or even by doing these certifications. So, um, and then a lot of the companies will actually give you their own test so yeah, it's possible without a degree, a degree will definitely make things easier. Um, the reason why I did the degree personally, um, I knew all I wanted to do is work in hacking and cybersecurity. And I actually was working in it before I even started college. Um, the reason why I did it, I did it as a plan B in case of, you know, things go really bad. I, the company I work for goes bankrupt and then nobody would hire me, you know, like just a plan B to have it there in case things go really bad. Um, so yeah, it's a good thing to have. 
like right now, if uh, my company doesn't do well and everything crashes, I can go and apply for a normal, um, you know, computer science job or whatever. So basically it's, um, it's a safety net, quote unquote, or something. So if, yeah, if the business crashes, then you have a safety net to catch you. And it says that I'm certified, even if you are, you are basically certified if you don't have the piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, if I wanted, like by the time I finished my college, I got job offers straight away just based on, um, you know, based on the fact that I finished that degree, obviously, um, combined with the experience that I had. Based, uh, so I got job offers in the, like in the fields and in the jobs that I really wanted. And I was only able to get them because I finished the degree, even though the degree didn't teach me the skills I needed for that job, all the skills that I needed for that job, like it was a penetration testing job. So like an ethical hacking job and um, all the skills that I demonstrated because they did, they gave me their own exam. Um, and so all the skills I demonstrated in the job interview were acquired outside of college. Uh, but to get to that level, to get to the exam, to pass the HR uh, wall, I had to have the degree. So that makes sense. So you basically needed the piece of paper and a lot of the theory behind it that they taught you to get the job. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. I'm curious for more of the tech savvy listeners on our podcast, do you recommend learning um, a few specific programming languages? Um, I mean, and yes, yeah, so sometimes people even ask about hacking. What's the best programming language for, ha for hacking? A programming is really good. Um, and when you learn one language, if you learn it properly, um, picking up other languages will be very, very easy because you're supposed to learn the logic of programming, like how to build a program instead of how to build a program in Python, for example. Once you know how to build a program, you can kind of write even the algorithm like kind of in English and then implement it in any other programming language. And you'll, you'll see a lot of programmers agree on that after a while. They'll tell you, yeah, I can, like, they can pick up any language they want within a week or two. All they need to do is just see the syntax of the language. So what language? I definitely recommend learning programming to everybody, especially with the things, the way things are going now. Like programming is very essential. I think it's going to be very essential. Uh, which language? It's kind of open. You can see whatever language you feel suits. Some languages are powerful uh, in certain aspects. And in my opinion, the best way to learn a programming language is to have a project in mind. So uh, because if you just go and like, you know, get start kind of trying to learn, you're going to build a calculator, build a program that, you know, moves a circle around and all that. It's purposeless and you're not going to learn much. If you have an idea in your head, even if it doesn't have to be something new, like say, for example, you wanted to just replicate an existing app or an existing uh, game and just learn as you implement, you're actually learn so much better. But based on that, you will be able to pick the best programming language for that purpose. Um, in my opinion, I just really like Python. So I like Python doesn't mean it's the best programming language. It doesn't mean that it's the best for hackers. I really like it. So I would recommend it for people, but yeah, like you can, you can look at the others. There's lots of really good programming languages. And like I said, it depends on the project that you're trying to build. So that's really interesting. It's not the programming language itself. It's the fact that you know how to program and the language behind it. So that yeah, you can pick so up other try, things. Try to learn programming instead of learning programming language. That's really cool. So, I'm curious, what made you want to become a hacker? Um, I was very, like, I got, I got into it when I was very young. So I think I was 12 when I first really got into it. Um, just kind of something that you pick up when you're younger and just, uh, it, it was a bit of a challenge between me and a friend. Um, 
And then when I, when I uh, like the challenge was we tried to hack into each other's account to see who can do it first. Um, once I did it, actually just, it felt really good. It felt like I'm defying the laws of physics, even though I'm not. But it felt like, I, you know, I, I've done something substantial. I really liked it. And from there, I kind of got like dug more into it, um, into different kind of things, uh, obviously into much bigger things than just hacking an account. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really liked it. So I knew that. And then I knew that, you know, there is, you can actually work as an ethical hacker. So you can, you'll be asked by companies to hack into their companies. You'll be paid for it. It's completely legal. It's perfect. So yeah, all I wanted, once I knew that, all I wanted to do is that um, as, as a job. Yeah, that's really cool. It's basically a superpower, it seems, because you can get into a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's a superpower, but it's it, it to me it's interesting. And the cool thing is, um, because I liked it and I knew I could do it, I could do it for a living. I, it, it seemed very appealing to me because, um, you know, you're gonna get to a to an age where you spend about eight hours of your day working. Uh, and then you're sleeping for about eight hours, maybe six if you don't sleep much. So you spend in more than half of your, well, about half of your day in a place. So like you'd want that place, you'd want to be doing something that you like in these eight hours instead of just going there and looking at the time, what time I'm going to be finished to get out of this place. Um, I hated school. I really hated school. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. So uh, <laughs> what I used to look forward to is exiting school and doing these eight hours. Cause you go to school for about eight hours. So my goal was like, once I'm done with this, I am not going to spend eight hours of my day in a place that I hate. So yeah. Um, thank, yeah. thankfully I don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. So basically you were looking at it and like, why am I going to spend eight hours sitting at an office? Why can't I just spend eight hours hacking into something and having fun? Yeah. So I'm curious, um, I say curious a lot, I just noticed. What is the most common attack that hackers use in general to break into your personal computer? And is there any way our listeners can protect against it? Um, so there's no one way of breaking into accounts. A very common way though, um, and a lot of people still do it, even though it's very common, I don't know why. I think it's just very appealing, is when you download um, pirated programs. And I'm not just being an angel saying you shouldn't pirate and all that, but see people that are cracking these programs are doing it for a reason. Like nobody's just wasting their time to give you Photoshop for free. When they're giving you Photoshop for free, they embedded something in there. Um, back in the day it used to be just viruses. Now a lot of the time they embed miners um, to mine Bitcoin or whatever other cryptocurrency. Um, a lot of the time they would, uh, you'd be downloading a, um, something like WannaCry, a cyberware, um, a ransomware. Um, and obviously they'll ask you for money to unlock your computer. So that's a very common way um, to, to, to spread like how people get infected when they're not being targeted. Um, yeah, there's, there's more effective ways, obviously, when you get social engineered and stuff. But I don't think like normal people get social engineered. Um, they usually get it, you know, accidentally um, like that. So in reality, nothing's free. No, nothing free. <laughs> so uh, we asked the, these two questions to every single one of our guests. And here, here's the first one that we always ask. What books have had an impact on you and why? Um, two books. The first one is What the Bleep Do We Know? Down the Rabbit Hole. Now, both of these actually have nothing to do with cybersecurity and hacking. Um, 
so the, uh, both of them are kind of related. So yeah, what the bleep do we know down the side? The rabbit hole and the other one is the secret. The secret is pretty common. Um, I actually read that only maybe three years ago. I was going to say only last year, but it's not. Um, but like kind of late. Uh, I wish I read it at a younger age, but I didn't. But um, really cool books. They're kind of, uh, the first one is more into a lot of kind of how the universe works and how little do we know about it. It's it's appealing to me. Um, and it, it kind of tied up a little bit with the secret. Um, to me, they tied up very well. And they did have a really big impact on myself, my personality, and my life at the moment. Well, that's really cool. So then our last question is, um, what advice do you have for teenagers? Because our podcast is geared more towards teenagers. Um, read these two books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than them, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't, I kind of already mentioned it there without thinking. Um, yeah, I really didn't like school. I think a lot of people don't like school. Um, and even the ones that don't hate it, they kind of find it a waste of time. Um, you are there for a long period of time doing kind of useless things or doing, not doing the things that you prefer to do. I'm sure like a lot of you prefer to do different things in your normal days. Um, so yeah, if you don't like try to kind of think of what you want to do or what you'd like to do so that when you're done with this, because this is temporary, um, you're doing something that you like, because this is actually a very short period of your time. So from say zero to 10 years old, you haven't really done much and you're too young, you're still learning, whatever. Uh, 10 to 20, you're, you're aware, you're aware of how things are working, maybe until 25 and all that. And then you're kind of be, you're going to be in the same uh, position say from 25 all the way up to maybe 50 until you retire so this would be the biggest chunk of your life so it makes sense to kind of I'm not saying have like a written plan or where you want to go and how things should go obviously uh, but and you shouldn't look at it as oh no I'm not gonna you know you don't want to work you don't want to take life seriously at the moment obviously I'm not saying that I'm saying enjoy it and what I'm saying is I want you to enjoy it more and enjoy it for the rest of your life instead of just enjoying it from you know 15 to 25 and then reality hits you're stuck in this nine to five that you hate and then obviously this nine to five doesn't end nine to five if you hate it it's going to affect you for the rest of the day and then for the rest of your life so yeah um kind of figure out something that you like and the, instead of just enjoying these 10 years enjoy the rest of your life Does that make so sense? yeah instead of enjoying your young years basically come up with a job that you love that you, it's not going to be a terrible job like the office for instance and everyone hates yeah job. yeah and even if the office is your thing then there's nothing wrong with that then you know it's all good <laughs> well thanks so much for coming on the show it was great to have you on you're welcome and uh, thanks very much for your time and for having me really cool because it was awesome to hear the perspective of the people who are protecting us from the creepy guys in their mother's basement who hack into your webcam and do all kinds of stuff. Definitely. Like, Taylor, you're taking his course on ethical hacking, and when you showed it to me, I was actually kind of skeptical. Like, you're learning hacking? Like, that's allowed? But I liked how you phrased it. If you didn't have people who are learning ethical hacking and using that for good, then you would just have all these creepy hackers who are trying to harm all these people. And they're kind of the police of the internet, you know? So I like that. That's how we phrased it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And 
besides a lot of the technical stuff that he talked about, which I thought was really cool, especially since I'm interested in a lot of that, he also talked about the most common attacks that um, hackers use, which he called it pirating software. And basically, um, if it wasn't clear, basically what that means is that he installed some, someone installed something bad onto that software that you're now downloading. Like he said, nothing's free on the internet. That's depressing. Just, just be very careful when you just download a suspicious thing that pops up. Just be careful. Yeah, that was really interesting, though, because he talked a lot, a lot about what it takes to be a hacker and the education that you need. You don't need to be brilliant or anything. It's basically just you need to have a passion for it, a curiosity, like Mr. Rice said in our past interview. Definitely. Yeah, I have always been interested in that, but... I don't, yeah, if, if it required talent in that kind of area, I'd not be able to learn it. And his advice was also really cool. It was obviously read the books that he recommended, which is really funny, I thought. And find a job that you actually like so you don't spend, I don't know, 40 years of your life hating your life because you have a terrible job, like the people in the TV show of The Office do. Like, yeah, like, a lot of people might follow peer pressure, like, your mom or dad might want you to be something, but just kind of just do what you, like, follow your passion. Do the job you want to do, because you'll regret that. Like, live life with no regrets. That's funny. We keep referencing all of these past episodes that <laughs> we <we've> do. <been> <laughs> They're all awesome, by the but way. good advice, okay? Like, it's a good thing to reference. Yes, totally. So, yeah, I thought that was an awesome interview in total, and... He never says, I am in, like they do in the hacking movies. Oh, that is kind of disappointing, but yeah. movies also kind of make it more dramatic than it is. But it's still awesome. It is still awesome. Now, on to our announcements section. So, like I've been doing before, I've been quoting a lot of the stuff that uh, people have told us, and it's just been, you know, really awesome to have that happen. I definitely recommend all of our previous episodes. Um, we interview a lot of experts, not of interesting people, like our thing is so that's awesome definitely and don't forget to visit our website we can get full profiles and a series that we started called podcast logs um on our blog you can have our episodes and we've got a lot of cool stuff on that so it's just aimingforthemoon.com no spaces no caps just like a normal url yes and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can keep listening to our awesome interviews at least i think they're awesome and don't forget to rate because that helps us with the algorithm and share it with your friends whoever you think's interested yeah, and the cool thing is, we need to get the setup, but we ordered merchandise, and we have t-shirts that are coming in, and we have stickers now. I would put that up on our website, because I still need to figure out how to sell them, but it's really cool. It has our logo on it, and um, it's they're going to be awesome. It has our aimforthemoon.com on the back. They're really cool, so that's yeah. coming in, and keep, yeah. Keep an eye out for that. They're awesome. Yep, it's totally. Great. All right, so don't forget. Set your sights high and aim for the moon.